Hello. Hello. Hi, you're listening to On the Town. Hi, is this Christopher Smothers? Yeah. Hi, it's uh, Tanya calling from On the Town. How are you? I'm good. We are, are on live. I'm very well. Thank you for joining us. Well, I'm uh, excited to be here. Yeah, no, we are excited to have you. So, um, so we are doing this podcast today because everyone is doing this um, DNA thing and trying to find out who they are and where they come from. So, you know, recently I did mine, as you know, because you helped me. Uh, and uh, I found out a lot of information that I was surprised about, um, you know, how much African, um, how much not uh, something else and how much something else. So I thought it was all very interesting. And I thought our viewers might like to know, you know, um, how, what, how can I learn a little bit more about this? So we're having you on because please tell people exactly what you do uh, and what you've been doing, but you're um, earning the paper for, but you've been doing it for a while. Okay, well, basically what I do is help other people uh, understand the story of their ancestors and uh, provide them with the professional research and skills to uh, enlighten them on their ancestors' journey to the creation of them <laughs> and, mm. you know, how their ancestors' journeys contribute to who they are. Okay. Interesting. And so uh, tell us about your site. You have um, unearthingyourroots.org. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And exactly what is that for? So basically... Um, Back in January, I started my own for-profit business after I closed my 501c3 nonprofit mm -hmm. um, that basically allowed me to get more exposure because back then I was trying, I was trying to uh, kind of branch out and, you know, experience what it is like to research for different people of different backgrounds other than just African-American, you know. So uh, back in January, I started my for after I got my certification and I'll continue to go on and get my prof my professional certification at uh, Boston University uh, come next semester in January in the spring. Okay, nice. And um, so, okay, so un Unearthing Your Roots Incorporated uh, is your for-profit business. You, know, you just help people um, make the link or read their ancestry, find people, um, you know, their family members or explain to them certain things. Yeah, basically, we give people insight to the story of their ancestors, and um, some people come in with the different objectives, and we try and cater to people based off of their needs and their uh, ancestral, uh, you know, queries, you know, what they want to know, and hopefully we provide them with the assurance of who they are. Mm -hmm. What do you think the big wow is about the ancestry and the 23 and What's the other side? I, don't, I think it's very, uh, you know, demanding because... You know, we're at a point in history where people really, uh, you know, want to know more about, you know, who they are and where they come from. And it's such an important thing to know that because it makes up a lot of your identity and how you interact with people in the world and uh, your desires as a human being. A lot of it comes back down to, you know, where you come from. Mm. Mm, definitely that. Uh, so I see... Um... There's uh, something that recently that happened, um, you know, ancestry, you did, I did my, uh, my ancestry and uh, I thought I was a certain amount of percentage, but then it came back um, again and switched up on me. I think there's three times now. Uh, so it doesn't, re well, doesn't fully, totally change everything, 
But um, that makes people wonder, you know, is this really real? Because now I knew my I knew my grandmother told me about, um, you know, that we had Native American or something, but I couldn't find mine. And some other cousins found theirs. So I was like, that's weird. But now that they did the switching, then they tested more people. Um, it's it's now coming up. It's not coming up as high as my other cousins. Um, so I don't know what's up with that. But um, but it, it's there now. So um, can you explain that to me so that that can be demystified? Because a lot of people think, oh, this is fake. And the reason why I don't think ancestry and all that stuff is fake is because I found you guys. I found, uh, if you don't know, Christopher is a cousin of mine. But I found my other cousins, um, you know, the Hogan's, the Rochester's. I found them through, uh, I'm not found them. I had already found them, sorry. But I was able to verify that we were blood related. Uh, how about that? And then, and then Christopher, uh, cousin Christopher uh, here helped me uh, link uh, what's what and who's who and how many centimorgans prove whatever it is. So we'll, we can go into that actually. But yeah, just give me a little. Um, well, okay. well, first I will address these uh, DNA modifications. Mm -hmm based off of the recent pool of genetic data that they have added to their database. So basically Ancestry has been able to uh, take new uh, DNA tests and add them to their genetic pool, which uh, they say, you know, gives them more accurate, um, you know, prediction and analysis based off of how many, uh, sequences in your DNA match up with those who have been tested in different regions of the world, which gives us a more accurate insight to how much you are of this, how much you are of that. Now, oral history versus DNA mm -hmm. is very interesting. You know, oral history tells us a lot of things, but when we're born, we go through a product of genetic swapping, okay? okay? And we get more of one ethnicity than some of our other relatives, you know, mm -hmm. um, depending on how distant that connection to that heritage is. So your cousin, you know, could have more uh, Native American DNA because their parents, you know, have a greater percentage of DNA than your parents do. Okay. So it just depends on their distance and, uh, and to that connection and their relationship, you know, with that person long-term oh. and the passing down of the uh, genetics when they're born. Oh. So that's why some people can have, you know, more greater, um, you know, dominance in, a, in an ethnic region than you know, your counterpart or your cousin. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. So, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I, it's just, I, it makes sense. It's just, uh, you know, when you hear your cousin say, I have enough Native American to claim heritage. And then you're like, well, I only got like 2% or whatever, 5%. <laughs> then you're like, well, I'm only a little bit Native. And then explain this. So when they say Native American, which we all know that Native Americans means that those are the people that founded America and never got credit for it. So, but they came from somewhere else. So that would probably explain why mine says <laughs> something like Chile and, and, um, and, um, but um, oh gosh, uh, South America. Oh wait, where are we at? Um, Chile. It says something. Uh, it's it. It says something that I was. That was a shocker for me. Um, but then again, Lithuania was a shocker for me. Even if it's one percent, uh, it's all a shocker because, you know, I think I'm rather brown skin. Let's say team brown skin, and uh, happily, by the way. Uh, so I just assumed I was like ninety percent African. 
you know? Uh, so, and even though... It is very shocking to learn that you are not who you expected to be. I think that's what intrigues so many people because, you know, you really get so many with you know so much knowledge so much more desire to have your Mm -hmm. questions answered you know when you you know embark upon this journey you know you really are stumped with so many questions because it's not what you expect right you know right uh but that's why you know you hire a professional or you embark upon your own genealogical journey to solidify the oral history and dna with uh historical documentation that been kept over thousands of years right that's true hmm. well so so when they change it it's because they've tested more people so they've got more in the database but what how does that affect me you know what i'm saying so if they test yeah. twenty thousand africans that, uh, i was saying basically what that does is they find people with i don't want to say pure dna because nobody's really 100% everything, you know, one thing. Uh, But what they do is they find the people who have higher dominance in one specific region, and they use that DNA to compare to your DNA sequences that will be able to separate what, you know, was before Native American. But now that they have that person, you know, that's 98% Brazilian, now they can, or Colombian, now they can pinpoint the difference between Native American and Colombian or Native American and Brazilian and so forth and so on. So they try and find people who are, uh, you know, almost pure mm-hmm. in one region. Well, and, that, you know, that's like, well, that's another question, though. So I have um, some Asians come back as 100% Asian and some only only people I've seen come back 100% is like um, a Senegal or Nigeria. Which one is it? Senegal? Uh, a couple of people from Africa, certain parts of Africa come back 100%. But other than that, very few people come back 100%. But why do Asians come back 100% when we know that they're not, they they have other stuff, you know, going circling around. If you look at how people travel around the globe, you don't even need anyone to tell you that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I, the right. thing you have to take into account is um, you inherit, you know, 50% from mom, 50% from dad, and the, the contribution that you uh, are born with, you know, will vary depending on both parties, not just one party. So if both parents have a great dominance in, you know, one region, then your DNA is going to be pretty solid, you know. Hmm. Um, but, you know, like I was saying, well, you were saying earlier, there's some people who have greater, you know, DNA or in the Native American region than you do. It could be from that other, you know, if you're related to them by their mother, you know, and they say they're Native American. Oh. It is that their father, you know, has Native American DNA oh. to contribute yeah. to them having a greater percentage. Okay, so that makes a little bit of sense. Um, hmm. So, what if, um, can would you think they can actually make these uh, tests? I think they can easier to decode because when I first got it, I was like overwhelmed, and I was like, "This wasn't what I thought it was. And this was what I thought it was." And oh my god, this wasn't as much percentage. This was percent. I didn't know what the because when way, you say decode, do you mean like like in other words, if I go on and take the ancestry test, I swab my mouth and it back, it comes back to me. It tells me in precise layman terms, not no complicated, nothing read genealogy. You don't need nobody to interpret for you. It clearly says you are a hundred percent African, one percent Chinese, and five percent something. That makes more sense to me. It, it doesn't make the way that they did it was extremely confusing. 
The second one well, usually is how, sorry. usually how they separate it is by uh, nationality, like you know, twenty three percent Benin Togo, mm -hmm. you know, right, thirteen percent uh, Cameroon Congo. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, so well, I don't know. I just thought it still because it they put the little minus signs there, and then they put this sign. It's 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 not clear and precise. Put it this way: I want mm -hmm. a ten year old to be able to read it. That's how that's how easy it should be. It's I have great. to take that up with ancestry. I mean, oh, I already uh, have. I've sent a letter. Okay. I've sent my little letter out, definitely, because it's just yeah. it just doesn't make sense. But um, but I don't. Yeah, know. it is something, it, especially you know, who eyes aren't really fresh to it or experienced in it. It's like kind of like a maze trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it it is definitely something you know a lot of people need guidance in. Hello. Hello. Hi, you're listening to On the Town. Hi, is this Christopher Smothers? Yeah. Hi, it's uh, Tanya calling from On the Town. How are you? I'm good. We are, are on live. I'm very well. Thank you for joining us. Well, I'm uh, excited to be here. Yeah, no, we are excited to have you. So, um, so we are doing this podcast today because everyone is doing this um, DNA thing and trying to find out who they are and where they come from. So, you know, recently I did mine, as you know, because you helped me. Uh, and uh, I found out a lot of information that I was surprised about. Um, you know, how much African, um, how much not uh, something else, and how much something else. So I thought it was all very interesting. And I thought our viewers might like to know, you know, um, how, what, how can I learn a little bit more about this? So we're having you on because please tell people exactly what you do uh, and what you've been doing, but you're... Um, earning the paper for but you've been doing it for a while okay well basically what i do is help other people um understand the story of their ancestors and uh, provide them with the professional research and skills to uh enlighten them on their ancestors journey to the creation of them <laughs> and mm. you know how their ancestors journeys contribute to who they are okay Interesting. And so uh, tell us about your site. You have um, unearthingyourroots.org. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And exactly what is that for? So basically, um, back in January, I started my own for-profit business after I closed my 501c3 nonprofit mm -hmm. um, that basically allowed me to get more exposure because back then I was trying, I was trying to uh, kind of branch out and, you know, experience what it is like to research for different people of different backgrounds other than just african-american you know so uh back in january i started my four after i got my certification and i'll continue to go on and get my prof my professional certification at uh, boston university uh come next semester in january in the spring okay nice and um so okay so un unearthing your roots incorporated uh is your for-profit business you, know, you just help people um make the link or read their ancestry find people um you know their family members or explain to them certain things yeah basically we give people insight to the story of their ancestors and um some people come in with the different objectives and we try and cater to people based off of their needs and their uh ancestral uh you know queries you know what they want to know and Hopefully we provide them with the assurance of who they are. Mm -hmm. What do you think the big wow is about the ancestry and the 23 me? What's the other side? I, don't, there's I think it's very, 
you know, demanding because, you know, we're at a point in history where people really, uh, you know, want to know more about, you know, who they are and where they come from. And it's such an important thing to know that because it makes up a lot of your identity and how you interact with people in the world and uh, your desires as a human being. A lot of it comes back down to, you know, where you come from. Mm. Mm, definitely that. Uh, so I see um, there's uh, something that recently that happened, um, you know, ancestry, you did, I did my, uh, my ancestry and uh, I thought I was a certain amount of percentage, but then it came back um, again and switched up on me. I think there's three times now. Uh, so it doesn't re- um, doesn't fully totally change everything, but um, that makes people wonder, you know, is this really real? Because now I know my I knew my grandmother told me about uh, you know that we had Native American or something, but I couldn't find mine, and some other cousins found theirs. So I was like, that's weird. But now that they did the switching, that they tested more people. Um, it's it's now coming up. It's not coming up as high as my other cousins. Um, so I don't know what's up with that. But um, but it, it's there now. So um, can you explain that to me so that that can be demystified? Because a lot of people think, oh, this is fake. And the reason why I don't think ancestry and all that stuff is fake is because I found you guys. I found, uh, if you don't know, Christopher is a cousin of mine. But I found my other cousins, um, you know, the Hogan's, the Rochester's. I found them through, uh, I am mean, not found them. I had already found them, sorry. But I was able to verify that we were blood related. Uh, how about that? And then... And then Christopher, uh, cousin Christopher uh, here helped me uh, link uh, what's what and who's who and how many centimorgans prove whatever it is. So we'll, we can go into that, actually. But, yeah, just give me a little. Um, well, okay. well, first I will address these uh, DNA modifications mm-hmm. uh, based off of the recent pool of genetic data that they have added to their database. So basically Ancestry has been able to uh, take new uh, DNA tests and add them to their genetic pool, which uh, they say, you know, gives them more accurate, um, you know, prediction and analysis based off of how many uh, sequences in your DNA match up with those who have been tested in different regions of the world, which gives us a more accurate insight to how much you are of this, how much you are of that. Now, oral history versus DNA mm-hmm. is very interesting. You know, oral history tells us a lot of things, but when we're born, we go through a product of genetic swapping, okay? okay? And we get more of one ethnicity than some of our other relatives, you know, mm-hmm. um, depending on how distant that connection to that heritage is. So your cousin, you know, could have more... Uh, Native American DNA because their parents, you know, have a greater percentage of DNA than your parents do. Okay. So it just depends on their distance and uh, and to that connection and their relationship, you know, with that person long term oh. and the passing down of the uh, genetics when they're born. Oh. So that's why some people can have, you know, more greater, um, you know, eth- dominance in, a, in an ethnic region than you know, your counterpart or your cousin. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, that makes sense. Um, I, it's just, I, it makes sense. It's just, uh, you know, when you hear your cousin say, I have enough Native American to claim heritage, 
And then you're like, well, I only got like 2% or whatever, 5%. <laughs> then you're like, well, I'm only a little bit native. And then explain this. So when they say Native American, which we all know that Native Americans means that those are the people that founded America and never got credit for it. So, but they came from somewhere else. So that would probably explain why mine says <laughs> something like Chile and, and, um, and, um, what's it, um, oh gosh, uh, South America. Oh, wait, where are we at? Um, Chile, it says something, uh, it's, it, it says something that I was, that was a shocker for me. Um, but then again, Lithuania was a shocker for me, even if it's 1%, uh, it's all a shocker because, you know, I think I'm rather brown skin, let's say team brown skin. And uh, happily, by the way. Uh, so I just assumed I was like 90% African, you know? Uh, so, and even though... It is very shocking to learn that you are not who you expect it to be. I think that's what intrigues so many people because, you know, you really get so many... With, you know, so much knowledge, so much more desire to have your mm-hmm. questions answered. You know, when you, you know, embark upon this journey, you know, you really are stumped with so many questions because it's not what you expect. Right. You know, right. Uh, but that's why, you know, you hire a professional or you embark upon your own genealogical journey to solidify the oral history and DNA with uh, historical documentation that has been kept over thousands of years. Right. That's true. Hmm. Well, so, so when they change it, it's because they've tested more people. So they've got more in the database, but what, how does that affect me? You know what I'm saying? So if they test yeah. 20,000 Africans. I was saying basically what that does is they find people with, I don't want to say pure DNA because nobody's really a hundred percent everything, right. you know, it one will- thing. Uh, but what they do is they find the people who have, higher dominance in one specific region and they use that DNA to compare to your DNA sequences that will be able to separate what, you know, was before Native American. But now that they have that person, you know, that's 98% Brazilian, now they can, or Colombian, now they can pinpoint the difference between Native American and Colombian or Native American and Brazilian and so forth and so on. So they try and find people who are, uh, you know, almost pure mm-hmm. in one region. Well, and, that, you know. that's like, well, that's another question though. So I have um, some Asians come back as 100% Asian and some only, only people I've seen come back 100% is like um, a Senegal or Nigeria. Which one is it? Senegal? Uh, a couple of people from Africa, certain parts of Africa come back 100%. But other than that, very few people come back 100%. But why do Asians come back 100% when we know that they're not, they, they have other stuff, you know, going circling around. If you look at how people travel around the globe, you don't even need anyone to tell you that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I, then right. thing you have to take into account is um, you inherit, you know, 50% from mom, 50% from dad. And the, the contribution that you uh, are born with, you know, will vary depending on both parties, not just one party. So, if both parents have a great dominance in, you know, one region, then your DNA is going to be pretty solid, you know. Hmm. Um, but, you know, like I was saying, well, you were saying earlier, there's some people who have greater, you know, DNA or in the Native American region than you do. It could be from that other, you know, if you're related to them by their mother, 
you know, and they say they're Native American. Oh. It is that their father, you know, has Native American DNA oh. to contribute yeah. to them a greater percentage. Okay, so that makes a little bit of sense. Um, hmm. So what if, um, can, would you think they can actually make these uh, tests? I think they can. Easier to decode because when I first got it, I was like overwhelmed. And I was like, this wasn't what I thought it was. And this was what I thought it was. And oh my God, this wasn't as much percentage. This was percent. I didn't know what the, it, because the when way. When you say decode, you mean like. Like in other words, if I go on and take the ancestry test, I swab my mouth and it back. It comes back to me. It tells me in precise layman terms, not no complicated, nothing read genealogy. You don't need nobody to interpret for you. It clearly says you are um, 100% African, 1% Chinese, and 5% something. That makes more sense to me. It, it doesn't make, the way that they did it was extremely confusing. The second one well, is, how, mm-hmm. sorry. Usually how they separate it is by uh, nationality, like, you know, 23% mm-hmm. Benin Togo, mm-hmm. you know, right. 13% uh, Cameroon Congo. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so, well, I don't know. I just thought it's still, because it, they put the little minus signs there, and then they put this sign. It, it's, it's not clear and precise. Put it this way. I want mm-hmm. a 10-year-old to be able to read it. That's how <laughs> That's how easy it should be. I have to take that up with Ancestry, I mean. Oh, I already uh, have. I've sent a letter. Okay. I've sent my little letter out, definitely, because it's just, yeah. it just doesn't make sense. But, um, but I don't yeah, know. It is something, it, especially, you know, who eyes aren't really fresh to it or experienced in it is like kind of like a maze trying to figure it out mm-hmm. um you know it, it is definitely something you know a lot of people need guidance and be- hey hi i don't know what happened but uh you're listening to on the town uh and uh just in case it's not not working the way it's supposed to be i'll stop it from the top you're listening to on the town i'm your host tanya cooper and um Tanya Cooper Rochester, I've been adding. That's my other name. Uh, and we're doing a special today on DNA and ancestry testing uh, with Christopher Smothers, who is a, well, I still call you, a, is that correct? I still call you a genealogist. Is that yeah. correct? Or I still, mm-hmm. right, because you've been doing the work. So um, it, it's, you know, you've, you've found people, so it makes sense. Right, um, my company. Yes, exactly. So, so tell us, uh, your your site um, is on unearthing you unearthingyourroots.org. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you help people find their uh, cousins or family members, and you help read read reports and all of the above. Yes. So basically, I help people um, go into their ancestry by using historical documentation, DNA analysis, mm-hmm. and uh, um genetic research okay nice and how, how long have you been doing this i total mm-hmm. for myself included about eight years okay eight years that's a long time that's good how many do you know how many people you help find found a link to oh man i know oh. too many okay oh, i love it so much I, probably <laughs> I know one of my friends said the other day hey you helped me find somebody i can't believe it <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've helped so many people along my journey. I I mean, when I first started, I started doing it for myself and I got about, you know, three, four years in that. And I said, man, there's so many people out here who, you know, really want to know, you know, and have a greater, I'm not going to say have a greater desire, but had more of a reason to right. question, you know, 
where they come from, you know, than I did. I mean, I came from a complete household, both parents married 30 years, Mm. you know, I never really had, you know, a reason to, you know, want to, but I think everybody should, you know, know where they come from and their identity. But I I, I love doing this so much. And I wanted to really take it seriously, like get education on how to do this the right way for people and, you know, do it up to code. So that was really a priority for me. But when I first started doing research, mm-hmm. I uh, prioritized getting exposure to different ethnicities and nationalities, you know, different types of people from different walks of life, mm-hmm. you know, poor, rich, black, white, Latino, you know, Mexican, it didn't matter. I wanted to broaden the spectrum and get exposure to people who, you know, wanted to know where they came from, mm-hmm. you know, who their were and how the story of their ancestors impacted the lives that they live today. Uh-huh. Okay. Wow. So, um, you know, I got into this to find my family and you helped me find my dad. Um, so tell people, uh, how is it if I, if so ancestry, you, you know, they send you a kit, you pay the money, they send you a kit, you swab your mouth. Um, they send it back in about eight weeks, maybe, you know, a couple months, whatever. Uh, and, um, and then they tell you where you come from pretty much. Um, so how do you, how does one make the link? Um, cause I was confused on what is Cinnamon Morgan? Is that right? Is that correct? Yeah. C- okay, so, right. Okay. So Cinnamon Morgans are a measurement of DNA you share with a relative. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Cinnamon Morgans officially in genetics, is like a map or unit mm-hmm. for measuring genetic linkage. Um, it's the distance between chromosome positions for the ex- the expected average number of intervening chromosomal crossovers in a single generation. Mm-hmm. So centimorgans basically give you the ability to measure uh, based off of the dominance between you and a, another cousin, how distantly you are related. So the higher the centimorgans, mm-hmm. the closer relationship you are because right. you share that common ancestor together. Right. So like uh, if it's a second cousin, it'll be like 300 and something centimorgans. If it's um, I think it's 1500 or higher, it's a sibling. Right. And uh, a half sibling or is it And it, wait, let me see if I got it right. 900 is half or 1500 thousand or something like that. So basically, if it's like a, a OK, so a full sibling shares anywhere from like. 2,300 to 3,900, um, you know, centimorgans. That's like both parents, you know, first cousin is like somewhere from like roughly 600 centimorgans to 330, mm-hmm. you know, centimorgans. And second cousin is like 100 to 360, something like that. And it just goes on down from there. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so tell me this. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so half sibling could be. 1300 to 2500. Okay. I haven't had any luck yet. I've, I'm on the site every day checking my thing. Of course, I see that my uh, Cameroon and Congo, Southern Bantu changed. It's uh, 42% now. And my benign and Tago went up. I No, it's up or down. I think that's, I don't know. Uh, it the My African side went down just a little bit, I think, uh, from before. So that's uh, strange uh, and disheartening, but whatever. Uh, oh, oh my gosh, guess what I just saw? I'm, look, I'm checking it out as we speak, and I only got four-starred matches. I only had three all this time. So somebody just logged in that just did a, a test, that means. I, I see this one, one, two. 
wait, who could be the other person? Oh, oh my gosh. No, that's not them. I thought it was my brother. Okay. I was excited for nothing. Uh, as I speak to you, I'm doing this because I think it's really cool and cool. Oh, I found another cousin, by the way. She's only a fourth. Yeah, but, I yeah. When you get into your DNA matches, it can be very, like, uh, engrossing and, you know, overwhelming at the same time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It is. It's a lot. Because especially if they don't write back, you're like, hello, I'm trying to find my peoples. <laughs> yeah. And so don't become, you know, discouraged. Yeah, no, I'm not. I just I'm just praying one day. For those of you who don't know, I'm Tanya Cooper, the host, and uh, my baby brother was adopted off. Uh, matter of fact, he would be October 6th or 7th is his birthday. Um, how do I know that? Because unfortunately, it was left, fortunately, actually, it was left on my records uh, by accident, and I was able to see through it. Uh, so he um, would be 49 years old, and he grew up in Elmsford, New York. Uh, his name is Mark, and he was adopted to two doctors in Elmsford. Um, one was a psychologist and I'm not sure if that was a medical doctor or what kind, but at any rate, they were African-American. So it should be easy. People pull out the fanners. Let's go. Let's try to find them. Uh, so I almost had some dings on it. Some people from Elms were in the group, put me in the group and said, um, oh, uh, you know, we think we know who this is. We got, we know redhead with freckles. He was adopted. Parents were doctors. They were black. Uh, we think we know it is, but they moved. So I was like, great, the cold, you know, the path got cold. So now I'm... Who those people were, what their names were? Huh? Uh, oh, what, no, uh, no, they couldn't remember either. They no, no, I'm talking about, do you remember who the people who I, thought they... Oh, oh, I'm on a group with them on Facebook. I can easily oh, go back okay. to them. But the family, I used to go to my brother before he got adopted at three. We used to go every weekend to their house or he'd come to our house every weekend. I'd go to Elmsford. Do you think so, Huh? Do you think they're still living? Oh no, I know. I uh, he's forty nine years old. They should be unless they died early. The thought that hmm? they knew who the adopted actually, parents were. Actually, I take that back. You know what I thought about when when I was young, when I was like, so I was like, if he was three, I was like six or six, I don't know, six. I don't know. I was about six last. Uh, maybe I don't know if I was six or seven last time I saw him. Uh, but either way, um, the fam, the parents were in their. They looked like they were in their thirties, maybe early forties at the time. Third, I think th maybe forty the most, um, because uh, the daughter they had a like a five year old daughter already, um, and I forgot her name. But I used to know them and play with them, so that's the irony. And I know the house is right near the Paul Bunyan statue in Elmsford, New York. If anybody knows where that's at, the gas station is a big Paul Bunyan. Hello. Hello. Hi, you're listening to On the Town. Hi, is this Christopher Smothers? Yeah. Hi, it's uh, Tanya calling from On the Town. How are you? I'm good. We are, are on live. I'm very well. Thank you for joining us. Well, I'm uh, excited to be here. Yeah, no, we are excited to have you. So, um, so we are doing this podcast today because everyone is doing this um, DNA thing and trying to find out who they are and where they come from. So, you know, recently I did mine, as you know, because you helped me. Uh, and uh, I found out a lot of information that I was surprised about. Um, you know, how much African, um, how much not uh, something else, and how much something else. So I thought it was all very interesting. And I thought our viewers might like to know, you know, um, how, what, how can I learn a little bit more about this? So we're having you on because please tell people exactly what you do uh, and what you've been doing, but you're... Um, earning the paper for but you've been doing it for a while 
Okay, well, basically what I do is help other people uh, understand the story of their ancestors and uh, provide them with the professional research and skills to uh, enlighten them on their ancestors' journey to the creation of them <laughs> and, mm. you know, how their ancestors' journeys contribute to who they are. Okay, interesting. And so uh, tell us about your site. You have um, unearthingyourroots.org, is that correct? Yes. Okay. And exactly what is that for? So basically, um, back in January, I started my own for-profit business after I closed my 501c3 nonprofit mm -hmm. um, that basically allowed me to get more exposure because back then I was kind, I was trying to uh, kind of branch out and, you know, experience what it is like to research for different people of different backgrounds other than just African-American, you know, so uh, back in January, I started my four after I got my certification and I'll continue to go on and get my prof my professional certification at uh, Boston University uh, come next semester in January in the spring. Okay, nice. And um, so, okay, so un Unearthing Your Roots Incorporated uh, is your for-profit business. You just help people uh, make the link or read their ancestry, find people, um, you know, their family members or explain to them certain things? Yeah, basically we give people insight to the story of their ancestors and um, some people come in with different objectives and we try and cater to people based off of their needs and their uh, ancestral, uh, you know, queries, you know, what they want to know and hopefully mm -hmm. we provide them with the assurance of who they are. Mm -hmm. What do you think the big wow is about the ancestry and the twenty three me? What's the other side? I, don't, I think it's very, uh, you know, demanding because, you know, we're at a point in history where people really, uh, you know, want to know more about, you know, who they are and where they come from, and it's such an important thing to know that because it makes up a lot of your identity and how you interact with people in the world and. Uh, your desires as a human being, a lot of it comes back down to, you know, where you come from. Mm. Mm, definitely that. Uh, so I see um, there's uh, something that recently that happened, um, you know, ancestry, you did, I did my, uh, my ancestry, and uh, I thought I was a certain amount of percentage, but then it came back um, again and switched up on me. I think there's three times now. Uh, so it doesn't, well, um, doesn't fully totally change everything, but um, that makes people wonder. You know, is this really real? Because now I know my I knew my grandmother told me about um, you know that we had Native American or something, but I couldn't find mine, and some other cousins found theirs. So it's like that's weird. But now that they did the switching, then they tested more people. Um, it's it's now coming up. It's not coming up as high as my other cousins. Um, so I don't know what's up with that. But um, but it, it's there now. So um, can you explain that to me so that that can be demystified? Because a lot of people think, oh, this is fake. And the reason why I don't think ancestry and all that stuff is fake is because I found you guys. I found, uh, if you don't know, Christopher is a cousin of mine. But I found my other cousins, um, you know, the Hogan's, the Rochester's. I found them through, uh, I'm not found them. I had already found them, sorry. But I was able to verify that we were blood related. Uh, how about that? And then, and then, Christopher, uh, cousin Christopher uh, here helped me uh, link uh, what's what and who's who and how many centimorgans prove whatever it is. So we'll we can go into that actually. But yeah, just give me a little 
Um, well, okay. well, first I will address these uh, DNA modifications mm. uh, based off of the recent pool of genetic data that they have added to their database. So basically Ancestry has been able to uh, take new uh, DNA tests and add them to their genetic pool, which uh, they say, you know, gives them more accurate, um, you know, prediction and analysis based off of how many uh, sequences in your DNA match up with those who have been tested in different regions of the world, which gives us a more accurate insight to how much you are of this, how much you are of that. Now, oral history versus DNA mm -hmm. is very interesting. You know, oral history tells us a lot of things, but when we're born, we go through a product of genetic swapping, okay. okay? And we get more of one ethnicity than some of our other relatives, you know, mm -hmm. um, depending on how distant that connection to that heritage is. So your cousin, you know, could have more uh, Native American DNA because their parents, you know, have a greater percentage of DNA than your parents do. Okay. So it just depends on their distance and, uh, and to that connection and their relationship, you know, with that person long-term oh. and the passing down of the uh, genetics when they're born. Oh. So that's why some people can have, you know, more greater, um, you know, dominance in, a, in an ethnic region than you know, your counterpart or your cousin. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. So, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I, it's just, I, it makes sense. It's just, uh, you know, when you hear your cousin say, I have enough Native American to claim heritage. And then you're like, well, I only got like 2% or whatever, 5%. <laughs> then you're like, well, I'm only a little bit Native. And then explain this. So when they say Native American, which we all know that Native Americans means that those are the people that founded America and never got credit for it. So, but they came from somewhere else. So that would probably explain why mine says <laughs> something like Chile and, and, um, and, um, what's it, um, oh gosh, uh, South America, oh, wait, where are we at? Um, Chile, it says something, uh, it's, it, it says something that I was, that was a shocker for me. Um, but then again, Lithuania was a shocker for me, even if it's 1%, uh, it's all a shocker because, you know, I think I'm rather brown skin, let's say team brown skin. And uh, happily, by the way. Uh, so I just assumed I was like 90% African, you know? Uh, so, and even though- It is very shocking to learn that you are not who you expected to be. I think that's what intrigues so many people because, you know, you really get so many, with, you know, so much knowledge, so much more desire to have your mm -hmm. questions answered. You know, when you, you know, embark upon this journey, you know, you really- are stumped with so many questions because it's not what you expect. Right. You know, right. Uh, but that's why, you know, you hire a professional or you embark upon your own genealogical journey to solidify the oral history and DNA with uh, historical documentation that has been kept over thousands of years. Right. That's true. Hmm. Well, so, so when they change it, it's because they've tested more people. So they've got more in the database, but what, how does that affect me? You know what I'm saying? So if they test yeah. 20,000 Africans. That, that, I was saying basically what that does is they find people with, I don't want to say pure DNA because nobody's 
really a hundred percent everything, right. you know, it one will. thing. Uh, but what they do is they find the people who have higher dominance in one specific region and they use that DNA to compare to your DNA sequences that will be able to separate what, you know, was before Native American, but now that they have that person, you know, that's 98% Brazilian, now they can, or Colombian, now they can pinpoint the difference between Native American and Colombian or Native American and Brazilian and so forth and so on. So they try and find people who are, uh, you know, almost pure Mm -hmm. in one region. Well, and, that, you know. that's like, well, that's another question, though. So I have um, some Asians come back as 100% Asian and some only only people I've seen come back 100% is like um, a Senegal or Nigeria. Which one is it? Senegal? Uh, a couple of people from Africa, certain parts of Africa come back 100%. But other than that, very few people come back 100%. But why do Asians come back 100% when we know that they're not, they, they have other stuff, you know, going circling around if you look at how people travel around the globe you don't even need anyone to tell you that you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i mean and I, then the thing you have to take into account is um you inherit you know 50 percent from mom 50 percent from dad and the the contribution that you uh are born with you know will vary depending on both parties not just one party so if both parents have a great dominance in you know, one region, then your DNA is going to be pretty solid, you know. Hmm. Um, but, you know, like I was saying, well, you were saying earlier, there's some people who have greater, you know, DNA or in the Native American region than you do. It could be from that other, you know, if you're related to them by their mother, you know, and they say they're Native American, oh. it is that their father, you know, has Native American oh. DNA to contribute yeah. to them having a greater percentage. Okay, so that makes a little bit of sense. Um, hmm. So what um, can, would you think they can actually make these uh, tests? I think they can. Easier to decode because when I first got it, I was like overwhelmed and I was like, this wasn't what I thought it was and this was what I thought it was and oh my God, this wasn't as much percentage, this was percent, I didn't know what the, because the when way- When you say decode, you mean like- Like in other words, if I go on and take the ancestry test, I swab my mouth and it back, it comes back to me, it tells me in precise- Layman terms, not no complicated, nothing read, genealogy, you don't need nobody to interpret for you. It clearly says you are um, 100% African, 1% Chinese, and 5% something. That makes more sense to me. It, it doesn't make, the way that they did it was extremely confusing. The second one well, is, how, mm-hmm, sorry. Usually how they separate it is by uh, nationality, like, you know, 23%. Mm-hmm. Benin, Togo, mm-hmm. you know, right. 13% uh, Cameroon, Congo. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so, well, I don't know. I just thought it's still, because it, they put the little minus signs there, and then they put this sign. It, it's, it's not clear and precise. Put it this way. I want mm-hmm. a 10-year-old to be able to read it. That's how That's how easy it should be. <laughs> you might have to take that up with Ancestry. I mean. Oh, I already uh, have. I've sent a letter. Okay. I've sent my little letter out. Definitely. Because it's just, yeah. it just doesn't make sense. But, um, but I don't know. Yeah, it is something, it, especially, you know, who eyes aren't really fresh to it or experienced in it. It's like kind of like a maze trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it is definitely something, you know, a lot of people need guidance in. Because... Hey. Hi, I don't know what happened, but uh, you're listening to On the Town. Uh, and uh, just in case it's not, not working the way it's supposed to be. I'll stop her from the top.
You're listening to On the Town. I'm your host, Tanya Cooper. And um, Tanya Cooper Rochester, I've been adding. That's my other name. Uh, and we're doing a special today on DNA and ancestry testing uh, with Christopher Smothers, who is a... Well, I still call you... Is that correct? I still call you a genealogist. Is that yeah. correct? Or I still... Mm-hmm. Right, because you've been doing the work. So um, it, it's, you know, you've, you've found people. So it makes sense. Right, um, genealogist in my company. Yes, exactly. So so tell us, uh, your your site um, is on unearthing you, unearthingyourroots.org. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you help people find their... Uh, cousins or family members and you help read read reports and all of the above yes so basically i help people um go into their ancestry by using historical documentation DNA analysis mm-hmm. and, uh, um, genetic research okay nice and uh, how, how long have you been doing this i total mm-hmm. for myself included about eight years Okay, eight years—that's a long time. That's good. How many? Do you know how many people you helped find? Found a link to? Oh man, I know. Too many. Okay. Oh, man, I love it so much. I, probably <laughs> I know one of my friends said the other day, "Hey, you helped me find somebody. I can't believe it." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've helped so many people along my journey. I, I mean, when I first started, I started doing it for myself, and I got about you know three, four years in that, and I said, "Man, there's so many people out here." who, you know, really want to know, you know, and have a greater, I'm not going to say have a greater desire, but had more of a reason to right. question, right. you know, where they come from, you know, than I did. I mean, I came from a complete household, both parents married 30 years, mm. you know, I never really had, you know, a reason to, you know, want to, but I think everybody should, you know, know where they come from and their identity. But I, I, I love doing this so much and I wanted to really, take it seriously like get education on how to do this the right way for people and you know do it up to code so that was really a priority for me but when I first started doing research mm-hmm. I uh, prioritized getting exposure to different ethnicities and nationalities you know different types of people from different walks of life mm-hmm. you know poor rich black white Latino you know Mexican it didn't matter I wanted to broaden the spectrum and get exposure to people who you know, wanted to know where they came from, mm-hmm. you know, who their ancestors were and how the story of their ancestors impacted the lives that they live today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. So, um, you know, I got into this to find my family and you helped me find my dad. Um, so tell people, uh, how is it if I, if so ancestry, you, you know, they send you a kit, you pay the money, they send you a kit, you swab your mouth. Um, they send it back in about eight weeks, maybe, you know, a couple months, whatever. Uh, and, um, and then they tell you where you come from pretty much. Um, so how do you, how does one make the link? Um, Cause I was confused on what is a Cinnamorgan? Is that right? Is that correct? Yeah. C- okay, so, C- yeah. Right. Okay. So Cinnamorgans are a measurement of DNA you share with a relative. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Cinnamorgans officially in genetics, it's like a map or unit. Mm-hmm. for measuring genetic linkage um, is the distance between chromosome positions or the, ex- the expected average number of intervening chromosomal crossovers in a single generation. Mm-hmm. So centimorgans basically give you the ability to measure uh, based off of 
the dominance between you and a, another cousin, how distantly you are related. So the higher the centimorgans, mm. the closer relationship you are because right. you share that common ancestor together. Right. So like uh, if it's a second cousin, it'll be like 300 and something centimorgans. If it's, um, I think it's 1500 or higher, it's a sibling, right? And uh, a half sibling or is it, and it, wait, let me see if I got it right. 900 is half or 1500,000 or something like that. So basically if it's like a, a okay, so a full sibling shares anywhere from like 2300 to 3900 um you know centimorgan that's like both parents you know first cousin is like somewhere from like roughly 600 centimorgans to 330 you know centimorgans and second cousin is like 100 to 360 something like that and it just goes on down from there okay okay so uh, so tell me this you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so half sibling could be 1300 to 2500 okay i haven't had any luck yet I've, i'm on the site every day checking my thing of course i see that my uh cameroon and congo southern bantu changed it's uh 42 now and my benign and tago went up i know it's up or down i think that's i don't know uh it the my african side went down just a little bit i think uh from before so that's uh, strange uh, and disheartening, but whatever. Uh, oh, oh my gosh! Guess what I just saw? I'm look, I'm checking it now as we speak, and I only got four starred matches. I only had three all this time. So somebody just logged in that just did a, a test. That means I, I see this one. One, two. Wait, who could be the other person? Oh, oh my gosh! No, that's not them. I thought it was my brother. Okay, I was excited for nothing. Uh, as I speak to you, I'm doing this because I think it's really good and cool. Oh, I found another cousin, by the way. She's only a fourth. Yeah, but, I think yeah. See, when you get into your DNA matches, it can be very like uh, engrossing and you know overwhelming at the same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is. It's a lot because especially if they don't write back, you're like, "Hello, I'm trying to find my peoples." <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so don't become you know discouraged. Yeah, no, I'm not. I just I'm just praying one day. For those of you who don't know, I'm Tanya Cooper, the host, and uh, my baby brother was adopted off. Uh, matter of fact, he would be October 6th or 7th is his birthday. Um, how do I know that? Because unfortunately, it was left, fortunately, actually, it was left on my records uh, by accident, and I was able to see through it. Uh, so he um, would be 49 years old, and he grew up in Elmsford, New York. Uh, his name is Mark, and he was adopted to two doctors in Elmsford. Um, one was a psychologist, and I'm not sure if that was a medical doctor or what kind. But at any rate, they were African-American. So it should be easy, people. Pull out the fanners. Let's go. Let's try to find them. Uh, so I almost had some dings on it. Some people from Elms were in the group, put me in the group and said, um, oh, uh, you know, we think we know who this is. We, got, we know Redhead with Freckles. He was adopted. Parents were doctors. They were Black. Uh, we think we know who it is. But they moved. So I was like, great, the cold, you know, the path got cold. So now I'm... Remember who those people were, what their names were? Huh? Uh, oh, what, no, uh, no, they couldn't remember either. They... No, no, I'm talking about, do you remember who the people who I... thought they... Oh, oh, I'm on a group with them on Facebook. I can easily oh, go back okay. to them. But the family, I used to go to my brother before he got adopted at three. We used to go every weekend to their house or he'd come to our house every weekend. I'd go to Elmsford. Do you think so, people are still living? Huh? Do you think they're still living? 
Oh no, I know. I uh, he's forty nine years old. They should be unless they die early. Thought that hmm? they knew who the adopted actually, parents were. Actually, I take that back. You know what I thought about when when I was young, when I was like, so I was like, if he was three, I was like six or seven. I don't know, six. I don't know. I was about six last. Uh, maybe I don't know if I was six or seven last time I saw him. Uh, but either way, um, the fam, the parents were in their. They looked like they were in their thirties, maybe early forties at the time. Third, I think th- maybe forty the most. Um, because uh, the daughter, they had a like a five year old daughter already, um, and I forgot her name. But I used to know them and play with them. So that's the irony. And I know the house is right near the Paul Bunyan statue in Elmsford, New York. If anybody knows where that's at, the gas station is a big Paul Bunyan. 